What it is, boxing fans, welcome to another edition of the GYGB War Report. It's going to be a quick show tonight, man. Uh, the crew couldn't make it tonight. Coltrane and ROD will be back uh, next week. Again, man, like really dry month this year. We got fights, but very little. September like really kickstarts like the fall season. You know, we got Danny and Sean Porter September 8th. Canelo Triple G, we still got to talk about that September 15th. Uh, Anthony Joshua Pavekin the following weekend. And there's another fight, I believe, at the end of the month. I'm drawing a blank here. But uh, Cal uh, the Smith and Groves, uh, they're fighting to, to for that W, uh, the, the World Boxing Super Series finale. So September's packed, but I think this week was, like, really the only eventful week, per se, that we kind of had, man. And... I'm going to get to the obvious, uh, the obvious uh, one, at, you know, that, that everybody's still talking about. But I didn't get a chance to see Alexander and, and, or Andre Berto versus Devin Alexander. That was the Fox fight that took place over the weekend. Uh, I got to see it yesterday. And, again, controversial decision, you know. Like, I, I think Devin Alexander pulled it off, but – um. I wasn't overly excited for this fight. It was a, it was a decent back and forth type of fight. I thought Devin Alexander landed the cleaner shots, uh, uh, the more telling shots. Then at one point he kind of he kind of buzzed Berto a little bit, but not a fight I want to watch again. Not a fight I really need to see again. Uh, for Devin Alexander, man, uh, th th this is just tough for him because. He's a guy that's really never had that big opportunity uh, to land like a major fight. And, you know, we, we go back and we think of the fights he's had already, man, and, and, and guys that he's beaten, but he, he never got a chance at that, that big fight, you know, that like somebody like Maidana landed that many didn't think would ever land like a Mayweather fight, you know. He never really got a chance. And at, at this stage of the welterweight division where there's no – clear-cut big money making star that will make him like a lot of money man like you know i'm starting to wonder like if this might be kind of that crossroads for devin alexander man even if you thought he won um i just i just don't think he can compete at the upper level man so we'll have to wait and see what happens with him as well as roberto because but the WBC, man, they like to put these trinkets over people. So I don't know if that little trinket that they put over Berto is him kind of now waiting in the same line that Danny and Sean Porter were waiting for Keith Thurman until, like, he gave up his strap. So it's, like, that, like, the backup plan, like, if Danny and, you know, or the winner of Sean Porter and Danny Garcia fights him next or fights whoever next. So I don't know. It's – uh seeming it seems like Berto's gonna get another shot at something we'll, we'll have to kind of wait and see but um on to the actual hbo card uh the one that started it off dimitri baval isaac chalemba now dimitri baval again man a guy that a lot of us are looking at he's kind of still in that eye test uh type of deal with a lot of us right now man and isaac chalemba was somebody that has fought names you know, uh, well, he, I mean, fought Kovalev, um, gave Kovalev some trouble. You know, when when they when they fought, and for Bivol, I think it's it's again, man, like little went behind the ears. He's good, man. 
what I did notice, and I don't know if this is Chalemba just being much bigger, but like he looks like a small light heavyweight, man. I mean, I could be wrong, but like looking at the landscape, like Baval doesn't look like the biggest light heavyweight. But that being said, very skilled guy, um, very methodical. I, again, just needs experience. You know, I mean, I don't think there's any way, any way around it. Uh, he won a clear decision. Uh, again, yeah, just a little work there. You know, I mean, it was, uh, I think, what many of us kind of expected. But a lot of us were watching that fight thinking <laughs> what may occur in the next fight that I'm about to speak about that kind of foiled things in a sense, man. So, Sergey Kovalev, leader Alvarez. Now, not that I was, like, super excited about this, but, again, like, I was out with the wife. We went out, you know, for, you know, we didn't have the kid for uh, Saturday night. Went out real quick. I knew I knew um, we were going to be out at a certain time, and this is, like, the boxing fiend in us, man. Like, in 2018, man, like, we're watching fights out of these joints right here, man, when we're out and about, man, however which way you can. And I, I was like, all right, we're, you know, the the, the Alvarez or the, the Kovalev-Alvarez fight was just beginning. So I got a chance to see that fight in its entirety, man. And look, uh, Alvarez going into the fight, I'm like, all right, look, Kovalev coming off of that second ward fight, a lot of us, the whole crew asking, like, where is Sergey Kovalev mentally in boxing right now, man? Of coming off of a fight number one that I thought he won in the first place, the first fight, but in the second fight, just mentally kind of checking out, you know, in, in my eyes at least. And he he fought two serve up fights, and this was a fight that I thought would be a challenge, but a a, a fight that he was still good enough. To win decisively in. Up until the fifth, sixth round, see it seemed as if that's where it was going. There were points where Alvarez looked like he was hurt. I think it was like the fifth round. Kovalev went on, on an exchange. Um hit him, hit him with some right hooks and things and such, uppercuts. You thought you it's kind of like I saw all the writing on the wall, or so we thought. Round seven comes and just textbook stuff, man. A one-two temple shot. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Now, look, we've seen Kovalev drop before. We've seen him drop early in his career. But when he got up, like he wasn't all together. And then he gets dropped again. And that, to me, was the nail in the coffin. I, at that point, I'm like, this is over with. This is over with. And uh, Elita Alvarez not being a guy that's like known as this big finisher. Like he just smelt blood. And I and just that was it. I mean, it, it wasn't even – I don't even think it was a three-knockdown rule. I think beyond that, Kovalev was just done. He was done. And we have a brand-new WBO light heavyweight champion, man, uh, Elita Alvarez. And look, he, there's videos of him arriving in Colombia – to like, you know, people at the airport cheering and, and, and the whole nine, man. I mean, like this, for a guy like that, man, that's been fighting for quite a while, has never, has try, tried to land at a Donna Stevenson fight, apparently wanted nothing to do with him. And, and getting this opportunity, man, almost kind of last minute because Kovalev was supposed to fight Marcus Brown, if I'm not mistaken. This 
probably was the tougher fight. And lo and behold, you know, we, we, we saw what we saw. And now the question really becomes, what does Kovalev have left at this point? Because, look, I think it's pretty obvious they're going to have a rematch. Because Kovalev was winning the fight up until that point, until the knockdown came. So then, so now they're doing it. It, 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 it's fights like this that create a rematch, you know, be, where, you know, one guy is winning the whole time and gets knocked down in the end, or if it's a really close fight. But I think there's a rematch clause. I think they're going to go about it. Um, now, the funny part is, is Alita Alvarez was fighting on Showtime. You know, he, he had fought Jean Pascal and, 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 you know, things as such. I think he knocked out Lucien Boutte, if I'm not mistaken. But... I don't know if this is a deal where he's going to go back to Showtime with that belt, but I think there is a rematch clause, so that'll likely happen. Uh, you know, I, I read an article about you know Kathy Duva talking about like I think that's what they're going to approach because the question mark really now comes down to whether or not Sergey Kovalev at what is he like thirty five years old or thirty four some like is he mentally still there? You know, is his heart still there? In boxing, and we see this happen with fighters, man, where they take tough losses. Like in this case with, with, with Kovalev, you look at the war fights, and then it parlaying into, you know, what we just saw this past weekend, where, you know, when he got in there with a top-level opponent, mind you, was winning the fight, wasn't getting beat. But um, you start to ask yourself whether or not, if this is the Kovalev from a few years ago, if he would have you know, been able to get all his marbles straight. But then again, man, this is this is boxing, man. And, and this is why I tell people on a personal note, why I watch almost every fight. And, and, and you know, when, when you talk about guys that are, you know, big mismatches or what have you, I mean, we get it. You know what I'm saying? But this is why. This is why, man. I mean, none of us I, – I didn't talk to anybody outside of people who just didn't like Kovalev. Even people who didn't like Kovalev weren't picking Alita Alvarez to beat or let alone knock out Sergey Kovalev. So, yeah, man, wow. Uh, major upset this weekend. Uh, I guess we'll have to see how the how this really pans out for the light heavyweight division because the thing is now, man, uh, for a lot of you who aren't aware, the plan for December 8th was supposed to be Sergey Kovalev against Dmitry Bival in a unification fight, likely in Russia. I don't know if that was going to be the case. They might have done Atlantic City because I think the Hard Rock is where they're trying to like, um, kind of build up back in Atlantic. Or well, really not build up. Uh, being Atlantic City at one point was like a big hotbed for boxing, and they're trying to bring that that brand back. But that's kind of down the toilet because. While Bivol saying he'll he'll fight Alvarez, I mean, I think they're gonna exercise the rematch clause, and he'll probably find it on the undercard of that. Unfortunately, man. I mean, look, man, Bivol's a young kid, man. I'm, well, I hate saying young kid when they're like 27, 28, but he he's still young. Um, I don't know what would have happened in the ball. See, because it, it's like you don't know because of the fact that had the fight gone on. As it was going on, Kovalev probably would have won a wide decision, like a, a, a tough fought decision, but unanimous. A fight with Bavall, man, I mean, that's that's tough, man. I mean, that's tough. 
even now, you know, like I don't know, you know, that that's 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 kind of a coin toss, man. Even though I, I like both guys, man, but sometimes that that's kind of a situation where youth may come into play. But I don't know, man. We'll we'll see how this all unravels, man. But Elita Alvarez currently the monkey wrench right now <laughs> in the light heavyweight division, or or so we think. Because after this potential rematch, if he beats him again, man, then he's He's the guy <laughs> at that point, man. Uh, so that's pretty much it, man. I mean, like I said, not, not a long show. Uh, not a lot going on uh, for the you know for the remainder of the month. Um, I believe Carl Frampton fights at the, the end of the month as well. But uh, beyond that, man, uh, we don't we don't really have much going on. August everything leads in to September, which we already got September packed. Uh, we don't know about the rest of the year, but again, this Mikey Spence fight is still looming around. Uh, we're hearing about Lomachenko coming back uh, in December, very likely against oh Ray uh, Ray Beltran's fighting at the end of this month on ESPN um, against Jose Pedraza. I think that's who. Yeah, I think that's that thing that's who he's fighting. But you know, it's an article I read before before we uh, I wrap up. Uh, the plan for December was supposed to be from this this. Uh, you know the the Chris Mannix uh, podcast on, on Spotify. He was interviewing Bob Arum, and they were really trying to do this Lomachenko Pacquiao fight. Like it was Pacquiao contacted Bob Arum or whoever his people are and said, "Hey, listen, like I want to do this Lomachenko fight." And he said he can still make one thirty five. But for a lot of you that are probably aware, maybe not aware, you know Pacquiao's having some uh, tax issues <laughs> in the United States that's been preventing him from fighting in the United States for uh, the foreseeable future, which you know can be really the <laughs> the end of Pacquiao's career at this point. But um, to the point, you know we're gonna see Lomachenko at the end of the year, but not against Manny Pacquiao. Very likely in a lightweight unification fight against Ray Beltran if he wins uh, this fight at the end of the month. Uh, which, again, man, like, you know, I, I don't know why Mikey Garcia doesn't at least attempt to try to, like, make this fight, man. <laughs> I mean, I really don't know why he's going to, to fight Errol Spence. But, hey, look, man, teach his own. So that's pretty much it, man. Uh, we'll be back uh, likely next week. You know, like I said, Kind of a dry month, but boxing news still, you know, the boxing world still, you know, revolves. So, you know, we're getting news every single day. But as I we always say, actually, follow us at Garger Girl Boxing on Instagram. Appreciate all the follows on Facebook, facebook.com slash GYG Boxing. Garger Girl TV. Hit the notifications. Um, subscribe. We appreciate it. T-shirts on FreshTees4U.com for the number four uh, hoodies and T-shirts. Uh, so, man, we appreciate it, man. We're, we're, we're coming at you every week, even during slow weeks, man. We're trying to hit you off with uh, as much content as possible, man. So until next time, I'm Roberto Flack signing off. Peace.